1: Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas football mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas football today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local, mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She makes us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle.
0: Howdy, fellas. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Why
1: did you say fellas? sync plural
0: Because there's a Greg Powers no! in the studio. Oh, Greg
1: Powers. <laughs> the next little lead is here. Hi Greg Powers. What's going on, y'all? How are you?
2: Great. Football season treating you okay? Football season is awesome. Football weather is here. Mm. And just for you, Tepper. Just for me. Oh, I love My it. fantasy <clears> football <throat> team is off to a 2 oh, and 0 start, and I have a big matchup with Ashley Pickle.
1: Really? Oh, that's this week. Pickle that's
0: versus week. Grev? Yep. Um, oh man.
1: So in and, and that Dude, you've been... there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of V pickles coming up here in the next couple of weeks because what is it, two weeks? Two weeks North Texas at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. We will we will have a wager. Sorry, <laughs> against the line obviously, because I think we all right. know you how the game's have that. going to go. But against the line, we will certainly have a wager on this game.
0: It we could lose every game of of the rest of the season. If we beat Mizzou, I could uh, I could you, count this season as a win. Also, Greb has been absolutely murdering people in fantasy this year. It's Why? scary. What's, I, your,
2: what's your secret? He uh, drafted way too well. Being a football scout helps. Wow!
0: <laughs> Flex.
2: Okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, I'm I'm a football expert, and I'm owing two in my fantasy league. Well, I can tell you this: I, I will typically run through the regular season and then just get dismantled at playoff time uh, by like, yeah. or or have the heartbreaking you should have won, but you played the wrong guy and you lost by one point. Mm, that's rough. So Grif. that's rough. Today
1: is the twenty second. Thank you. Wednesday september 22nd 2021 it is 64 days until thanksgiving happy birthday Two, to do
0: you know whose birthday it is today i have today? no idea whose birthday it is. is dave campbell's texan live's very own chase snyder's birthday oh, happy birthday chase Happy
1: birthday, chase. chase! it is also the birthday of former red's great vince coleman nice uh this is episode Car- cardinals great i would say we're think. gonna leave we're not talking about them right okay. now okay <laughs> hey, all right hey hey we're not it's talking rough. about them right
0: now. I it's actually, I actually would agree rough. with turning off the mic at that point.
2: Yeah. Well, not talking about well, them right now. I have to li- I'm glad I have that to you live said with the Reds, me. but just the fact I have that have to you live brought... have one. My whole other side of my family. They're never going to lose a game again. They've won every game. It's that devil magic, man. It's that Cardinals devil magic. There's something about it. It's sickening. It's si- sickening. The, ri- sick. the bile is rising right now. Sickening sickening like, oh, the exact
1: bile. <laughs> You're 100% right.
2: It's sickening. It's sickening what the St. Louis Cardinals are doing.
1: Don't worry for the Cardinals, people. Episode one thousand two hundred forty-six. On today's show, guys, it's we got this week in recruiting. with Greg Powers, the next little athlete, uh, talking about the biggest, uh, the biggest news and notes from the state of Texas in the recruiting world. Then, back half of the show, we will be joined by our good friend, whose name is misspelled in the Chiron, Guy Frazier, who. Oh. Uh, but you know what? Leave <laughs> it. He deserves it. <laughs> Guy Frazier, who's a recruiting analyst here, helps out here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football on the texasfootball.com recruiting side. Um, so we will hear from Guy Frazier. We're also going to roll out uh, a new segment new segment uh, from uh, from our friends at Parker University, the game-winning decision of the week, how oh, you fixed it.
0: Sorry, guy. I um, fat-fingered that one.
1: Um, so it's right
0: everywhere else, I promise. We'll
1: get into that coming up here at the back half of the show. Do we have four through the door?
0: We sure do. It was Rob Hathaway, Aaron Arbuckle, Ryan Smiga, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy,
2: friends. Howdy, friends. Let's get into this.
1: <clears throat> Put your phone down so I can do the intro.
2: Let's do it. <laughs> Cr- yes. Crut news is coming across, man. I mean, it is what it
0: is. Hey, the grind doesn't stop.
1: <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in Crouton. It's this week in recruiting. A strong intro here uh, with Greg Powers, next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpowerscout. Follow next level athlete on Twitter. Next level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com/recruiting. And of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express chicken express chicken
0: oh we're gonna lose our sponsorships hey it's
2: good chicken it's really good chicken (laughs) that's all right i eat enough chicken express to pay for the
0: sponsor
2: (laughs) (laughs) we love you chicken express uh
1: you are a delight to the senses that's what that should be. Delight to the senses. I like that. It really is. You know what? That's the other thing. I, I, I went in and I picked it up. I didn't do the drive-through if it, uh, the last time I went. I forgot how good that place smells. <laughs> that place smells great. I just want to, like, if they made a candle that smelled like Chicken Express, I would absolutely burn it. <laughs>
2: Now you're thinking of all kinds of good ideas. We'll have to bring those in. Call me Chicken Express.
1: It's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete. A lot to get to. We're going to start with our prospect on the rise. Let's talk about the saga of Conroe 2022 tight, tight end Trent McGaughy. Okay. So Trent McGaughy, you may know that name. 2022, guys. So he's a senior. He, if you know that name, he was on Shadow Creek as pa- he was part of shadow creek uh, uh, he was on that 2019 title team i want to say yep He was on that 2019 title team he then moved to new jersey
0: he moved did. to new jersey
1: we said bye trent have fun in new jersey
0: see you never bud and
1: then he's back in pog form at conroe uh and he's uh he's he's showed up and he's showing out again he's a three-star prospect we've reactivated his profile yep. on the site uh, he has 40 offers. Um, this is
2: welcome back. He's back. I've learned a stiff lesson on the recruiting profiles. Don't at delete. GCT, don't delete them Inactivate them. <laughs> and then if they come back, yeah, you just have to turn it back on, which right. was easy enough to do this morning. You know, whenever we were putting the notebook together to turn his profile back on. How happy is Conroe to get a guy who helped lead a team to a 16-0 record and a state championship game as a sophomore at Shadow Creek, and now they're putting on them putting them putting him on their roster uh he missed 2020 with an injury and so we haven't seen a lot of him but I'm excited to see what's going to play out now that he's back in Texas he's reported over 40 scholarship offers throughout his recruitment some really big names on that list Uh, at the time that we deactivated his profile I kind of thought you know Miami and LSU were two of the ones that stood out those were the two schools that I felt were the most pertinent to list um he hasn't really picked up a lot of offers since the spring of the 2020 year. I think only one offer from UNLV maybe came in since that time. So it'll be interesting to see which schools are major factors for him. He took an unofficial visit, I believe, to Oklahoma this past weekend. They haven't offered him yet, but uh, you can see that he's on the radar of some big-time schools. I don't know. I just feel like this one's got a Houston vibe yeah. to me. I don't know why. Like, I think this is a guy that would really be a key piece for a Cougars team, and and um, may fit in well to that offense because he's he's a more of a pass catching tight end. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy who he's a good point of attack blocker, solid. I wouldn't describe that as the strength of his game. Get him the football, let him make some moves. He's more of an H back, uh, split out wide type of tight end.
1: Yeah, more more of a a big time receiving threat as opposed to a guy you want as an inline guy. And and, and certainly Conroe uh, enjoying having a guy show up like that. Be like, hey, can I play? That's uh, that's pretty darn good. Uh, prospect on the rise, Trent Maguire from uh, Conroe. Now let's go to our commit of the week, pickle. It's time yes. to talk about the troops. <laughs> Because Denton, Geyer 2022 running back B.J. Phillips has committed to Army. How about uh, that? The troops,
2: who are undefeated. There you go. Go troops. Also, the best jerseys in college football. One of the best jerseys in college football. Oh, the, oh college
1: football. the whole look, the black and They're gold is real so good. good. Anyway. Uh, Maybe that's a reason why B.J. Phillips went there. He had offers from Sam Houston, and he also had offers from the other two service academies, Mm -hmm. Air Force and Navy, the other troops. You've got Air Troops and Aqua Troops, troops. (laughs) but he chose Troop Troops over them. He's heading to Army, uh, and a big reason why Geyer's off to a 4-0 start.
2: Yeah, and this is a rugged and tough runner. I think he fits into that Army offense to a T. This is the guy who really enjoys running over you versus running around you, although he does have some good acceleration. I wouldn't describe him as a speed back. I'm categorizing him as a tough downhill type of guy. But you can see him here playing against Hebron in the first clip. He's not getting ran down. Hebron's got guys. You see a guy catching up to him there? Not going to catch him. That's a 75-yard touchdown. You know, So he has a lot of uh, decent skills. Jackson Arnold has been the key to that offense so far in twenty twenty one, but as this thing goes down the stretch and pushes into the playoffs, they will lean heavily on Phillips.
1: It's funny because we're watching a lot of these and these are the highlights obviously. Right. And, and we're watching a lot of these breakaway touchdowns. When I think of BJ Phillips when I watch him, I think like a thumper. Like right. he's a guy who's like, all right, like you need it's third and two and you need three yards and you just hand it to him and it's automatic. You know what I mean? And which is obviously a perfect fit for an offense like Army where they run the triple. Uh and and yeah he's a guy who I think is is going to fit it right in and, and and by the way, I think has a great chance of, of leading Geyer deep into the playoffs and maybe all the way to ATT Stadium. I mean he's he's the guy that they haven't needed as much right. in the early going. I think he's got like a hundred fifty-ish yards so far. Yeah, they haven't four needed games. as much, but as when it gets to when it gets to big boy football time, like you know where they're gonna where they're gonna go and it's gonna go to BJ Phil.
2: Look at it, he, he Thumper's the perfect way to describe him, especially when you get these tight angle highlight clips, you can see um, that type of guy but look he's got some explosion in the middle of that in the middle of that offense watching the you know Texan live broadcast of Mm -hmm. the game last week Geyers loaded yeah Mm -hmm. yeah this is a team that's loaded for bear and one thing that stuck out to me is that they have these good offensive players, but that defense is pretty salty. Yeah, that defense got four, uh, you know, they got four FBS kids
1: in the, in the secondary, which is very impressive. They've also got an FBS kid at the running back spot in B.J. Phillips, the new commitment to Army Go Troops. This week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, an excellent athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF today. Let's go to our underclassmen of the week. Our underclassmen of the week. Let's talk about a sophomore—
0: so you can say that 2024 makes you feel uh
1: um, oof edge guy. We'll call him an edge guy. Yeah, Defensive end outside linebacker yeah. Colin Simmons for Duncanville. He picked up an offer from Texas last week. Uh, he had a he had an interesting week because he may end up you know at six one two ten he may end up uh, profiling as an outside linebacker, but they lined him up off the edge last week against Desoto in place of Amari Ebor who was out with an injury and uh, still came up big. This is a guy who I know. Uh, is, is one of those young guys that Duncanville's pretty excited about getting more reps on the varsity
2: level. Talk about perfect timing. He gets his break while the UT coaches are in attendance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? To start yeah. for an, an injured five star, and has a five star type of game himself. Yeah. Uh, the first play here against Desoto that he had on this week's highlight clip, you saw the explosion and speed off the edge that he's bringing. I, you know, six one two ten. I'd like to see what he can do at. Um, linebacker, too. Will he grow and, and be a, the type of guy who sticks at defensive end, or will he be a hybrid, or will he be a true linebacker? I think all those are details that will be sorted out, but there's no doubt that he was a terror to DeSoto and made a lot of big plays and got his name on the radar we speak a little bit later with guy frazier who was in attendance at this game about colin simmons and what his impressions were of him um it just happened so happened that this is the underclassman who picked up the biggest offer also in Mm -hmm. state this week and uh you know man it it must be nice sometimes to kick back and be reggie samples picking up your 300th win (laughs) this week uh putting out the type of players that Duncanville puts out year in your five star your five star defensive out.
1: end can't go and your district opener and we're like hey uh Kid who's been itching to play. Right. Uh, who it, may in fact be himself a, a high
2: a high ceiling prospect.
0: Go out there and to uh, get that Texas You wanna offer. play? Yeah, exactly. Right.
2: <laughs> that was one week highlights of him. But if you want to have a whole lot of fun just watching somebody dominate J V competition, we talked cool, about this man. when we discovered Anthony Hill. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a guy who has a monster J V take a lot of One
0: of those you just kind of feel bad for the Hell, other team at that point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Let's get to our recruit of the Week. Our recruit of the Week is a name you may know down in the Houston area. It's Umble Atascosita offensive tackle Cam Dewberry. Cameron Dewberry uh, went on an official visit this week to Oklahoma, watched Oklahoma um, play with their food against Nebraska, but eventually win. I have to give, you know, you know who's going to be Terrible about this Aaron (laughs) Hardigan. awful about it. She's a Nebraska person. Anyway, uh, he has now used four of his five NCAA uh, allowed visits. He's gone to Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, and A&M. It sounds like he's going to finish at Alabama, but seemed to have a good time at Oklahoma, and so they've certainly put their
2: best foot forward. Right, and this is one that's hard to read because Dewberry seems like one of those guys who is high on his latest official visit. Coming out of the Ohio State official visit, you saw a lot of predictions coming in for the Buckeyes. They made a a huge step forward while he was in Columbus. For me, I have a hard time believing that an attack Tascacita guy doesn't go to a&m like I just can't buy the hype for yeah. whatever reason you know I know that Alabama' is gonna make a strong play probably on his last uh, official visit Oklahoma is always going to make a strong case there in the national title hunt every year but I my brain isn't working in a way that says this kid won't
1: well it's Kenyan it's Kenyan green disease right you <laughs> you know what know? I mean, <laughs> it's Kenyan Kenyon green who it's like oh uh, you mean the uh, the last superstar offensive tackle to come out of a Uh right. they've got a Another one? Oh, okay. I bet he does the same thing. But at the same time, you always tell me, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. It's very true. And he's finishing at Alabama. I also have a hard time feeling like like this is one that Nick Saban's
2: going to let get away. Yeah, I I wouldn't argue it. Like I said, it's in recruiting, it is... It can be fickle, especially on guys who ride the waves of emotion following official visits. Mm-hmm. And this is more like old school, um, traditional recruiting, where these guys are uncommitted into their senior season and signing day is approaching, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when these colleges can throw all of the bells and whistles at them and woo them on the official trip. That's why it was always—it always used to be—uber important to get the last trip. The Mm -hmm. fifth trip, that's the one you want because you want to have the last shot at getting them on your campus. You want to be the last voice to hear. You want to say, hey, you've seen all these other guys. Here's what we can bring Mm -hmm. that's better than them. That gives you a a market advantage. We just don't see it as much now because so many of these recruits make early decisions. I mean, these guys are making decisions before they ever step on the field. As seniors, this year's a little bit different where you have top guys like Denver Harris, Cameron Dewberry, uh, Abor. Um, A lot of these top guys are still playing this process mm-hmm. out so i think it's going to be an exciting lead up to the early signing period where i do think you'll see a lot of these guys sign sure
1: December. and then there's also hat science i mean hat science is its own realm of, of things where you have ne- the hats out there and you try to figure out based on the bend of the you, bill you
2: never go with the floppy hat like oh you think the bucket hat is is a no the bucket hat is a no or the hat that has like the brass snap on the back and, you know ooh, you got two ooh, fit, yeah you got two fitted hats the, and a brass the, the, snap the, yeah. the dad the dad hat yeah yeah, because the hat.
0: fitted hats, you're going to know exactly which size that you need. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we did have one question for Powers real fast in the comments. Uh, Levi Niebush wanted to know if you have any bets on where Major Everhart is going, the mm-hmm. running back out of Amarillo-Tascosa.
2: Well, he is fresh off of an official visit to Notre Dame, and that was that's his biggest offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching that one closely. He has difference-making speed. If he gets away from Texas Tech it'll be a massive blow to them. They've yeah. pushed all in on Major Ever- Everhart. He also has offers from TCU and Baylor. Um, but, man, Notre Dame, there's just something about Notre Dame. I think to a lesser degree that Notre Dame offer would speak to a guy like Major Everhart that the Stanford offer does to a lot of people. You know, yeah. It's just like a really good blend of academics and uh, football. So we'll see how it plays out. Could stay at home, go to Texas Tech, but let's go – hedge my bets towards Notre Dame at this point
1: okay. alright a guy who we Fight never Irish. hedge our bets on no. <laughs> It's Greg Powers next level athlete follow him on Twitter G Power scout follow next level athlete on Twitter next level D1 CS is work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting Powers please stick around because we need you to intro the next segment can you do that I'll do it can Can you please I will we, we I'll around, please? we we do that Thanks. Yes. <laughs> We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. And now, a word from our partners. Fast scans, happy fans. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the official digital ticketing solution of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Simplify your school's ticketing with Hometown, providing schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketings for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible at your school. That's hometownticketing.com.
2: Uh, who did you talk to this week? We we caught up with guys guy frazier dctf contributor and you can follow some of his fine work at texasfootball.com recruiting uh and we're going to get his take on his parody account which i'm looking forward to
1: a lot to talk about with guy frazier here on texas football today
3: greg powers texasfootball.com and we're joined by a special guest this week man one of the one of our top guys one of my good friends guy frazier man it's uh been a good year you want to know why Texas high school football is back. The fans are back. Um, It actually is starting to cool down. It feels like fall today. You know, as we're doing this interview on Tuesday night, which will be aired on Wednesday, it's going to be even more fall weather coming for us in the days ahead. And how excited are you just to be out there and going out and seeing some good action? You've been to some good games so far this year.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know things are starting to change as far as, you know, weather-wise when – Games are starting to kick off more nighttime or dusk, you know, and and get things rolling a little bit. So you got to change your camera settings and, 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 you know, adjust a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I made a fun trip out to Tyler last week with a couple of the guys. Uh, I got to see DJ Hicks, and it was the first time I wore a pullover because, you know, weather's (laughs) changing. And so you're starting to feel a little bit like fall. Uh, So we've hit the road, hit East Texas a little bit, hit some good games here locally. Um, Saw Duncanville DeSoto last week, which – you know, uh, big win for Reggie Samples, getting win number 300 and everything that came with that, but also saw some good recruits and a lot of college coaches in the building. So, you know, that type of stuff is always fun to uh, chat with those guys and, and get to know some of these players more, but also pick the brains of uh, guys like Barrett Neely was on the sideline from UTEP uh, and just catch up with good friends and, and whatnot. So it's, it's been good so far in the first couple of weeks.
3: Man, I've seen you on social media. I, I even see that you have a parody account out there now i do What's that about yeah so
4: obviously i've got a little bit of a distinct voice that's uh a little bit of my trademark and so that became a little bit of a joke um really for a while now but the the first week uh step and mike roach and myself were all together and next thing you know this idea of making a parody account really centered around my voice but more just a, a, you know some of my mannerisms and, and whatnot and uh you know we've all got them but I, i'm i'm a pretty good sport and can laugh at myself a little bit so uh steven peters who does a little bit of freelance coverage for dallas morning news and vipe and some of those um companies had teamed up with mike to make an account and i kind of <laughs> urged them to do so because i thought you know it's, it's pretty funny uh, and it's just kind of taken a life of its own a couple of the dave campbell's people follow it and you know, we're slowly trying to grow it. I think people think it's kind of interesting that I find it funny too, but, I, you know, I think that would got to be a good sport. So,
3: Well, we all have our uh, idiosyncrasies, I think, when we're out on the beat. Everybody has, like, I think – you know how it is. We all get together covering Texas high school football, college football, recruiting. Um, everybody seems to have, like, that one special thing about them that either makes them unique or funny or right. completely unfunny and too serious. Yeah. You know, everybody's got something – going on and they're all like uh, we all are able to pick on each other in those certain ways and I don't think anybody gets offended by it or anything like that it's all in good fun and we all enjoy each other's company Uh, we've talked about a lot of big time recruits you know articles that you've done on the site articles I've done on the site following each other um, on Twitter and looking at all the top guys but so many guys in the first few weeks there's some names out there that I just feel like I kind of want to talk about, and one of those intriguing names to me is TJ Shanahan from Donna and Austin Wesley. Um, a kid who moved in from Florida. When I watched his tape uh, from Florida, I was super impressed. And I, I know that he hasn't really moved up the rankings list, like on some of the national sites yet. But when I watched that tape, I thought, you know, this is going to be one of the top rated guys in Texas, maybe a top 10 type of, of guy. Um, I think those rankings will catch up. what were your impressions of him as he adjusted to Texas high school football there in austin westlake is is he that good or is am I a little bit uh, too optimistic about him?
4: yeah, so I mean small sample size for me um, one thing that even made it even smaller was the night I saw him it seemed like they were rotating him a little bit, so I don't know if that's as he just kind of grows and gels within the Westlake program or. Um, you know, I couldn't tell if he got injured early in the game. Now, he did play majority of it, so I, I saw a good amount of snaps. Um, obviously, a really big physical kid. Um, I, I didn't know this, but I guess he has a Polynesian background, uh, was okay. actually related to a couple of the U.S. Trinity. Um, I think two, two players or at least one, uh, his cousins, were at U.S. Trinity. So um, he had a lot of family in the house that night. So I didn't get to talk to him after, but just getting eyes on him, Uh, And, you know, I've watched his huddle tape, too. Obviously a really physical player, and and he just mauls guys up front. Um, I don't know what you thought. It seemed like when he was in Florida he was more of a run-based offense. Right. So a lot of his film was of him and and, uh, run protection and and trying to get downfield and just maul dudes. Um, A little bit different at Westlake, obviously. So I think he's trying to gel into that and get used to that. But they've got such a talented front line across the board. It's not just dependent on him, but I do think uh, some of those rankings and stuff like that will probably catch up because his recruitment has really started to pick up and pick steam, obviously, uh, in the last couple of weeks. And that's kind of when I went and saw him was when he started to blow up on Twitter and with the Mike Roaches of the world and guys like that. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see where his recruitment goes. And I'd like to see him again at some point this year, but obviously a really big physical kid and, and athletic for his size.
3: Uh, you know the fun type, fun time of the year for me. Yeah, we get into the third and fourth week of the season. That's when the highlight tapes really start to be intriguing. Um, I think this year's evaluation for the senior class is going to be more important. One thing that I find interesting covered recruiting over the years is that a lot of times you do early recruiting rankings. And you don't necessarily have the time to go back and evaluate that senior prop as closely because you have to move on to covering the juniors and sophomores to get those rankings right. This is a year I feel like it's a little bit different. I have to really pay attention and the guys who do rankings have to really pay close attention to the senior film, you know, because we've lost so much of the – 2020 season, not only on the field, but off the field during the evaluation periods, to see these guys compete against one another. So it's a fun time of the year just to kind of look at tapes right now. Our number one rated guy in the state in the DCTF hot 100 is Denver Harris. But unlike any other year, I I don't know that uh, there is a definitive number one guy, you know, of course, Quinn Ewers moved on to Ohio state uh, left high school a year early but it's like a hot debate this year, I feel like. I feel like you can look down the list, and we've got Evan Stewart, number six, and he's number one on some of the other sites. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a clearly defined guy out there. What are your thoughts in general? Just like just – let's just talk some ball, man. Like what are your thoughts sure. on some of the top guys out there? Do you have a, like a – a guy who you feel like you would make an argument for number one or uh, who is your pick? And I'll tell you why I got Denver Harris at number one, even though he's nursing a, you know, an ACL injury, he'll be coming back, you know, hopefully later on this season. Um, but it's rare that you have a defensive back with his size and his abilities playing for one of the top teams in the state. And those guys who can lock down the number one guy, uh, Across from you on the offensive side of the football are extremely valuable, no matter what the level is. you see it in the NFL right. you see it in college football, and I put a certain value on that you know it 's easy i I think sometimes to look at a quarterback or an edge rushing specialist and say, "Wow, this guy 's a freak, but it 's a little bit tougher to find a good corner and say he 's got the footwork, the hips, the speed, and the size to be a number one guy and i don 't think we 've had a whole lot of number one Guys at the corner position. So I do think he's a unique talent, but I'm open to arguments this year.
4: Yeah, I think I was actually at the game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he got injured in the Westlake semifinal game last yeah. year. So yeah. I was actually at that game. Um, I had seen him years before when they came up to Dallas for the state championships and, and all that, and he started to become a name. Uh, I was really excited to get eyes on him that day, and then he got hurt. So you know, and I'm a little bit limited because, as you know, I'm a part-time guy and, and I help you out on the side here. So, I don't get to get down to Houston as much and I don't get to watch huddle all the time. Um, I obviously know plenty about Denver and he's a special talent. I think you're right in that if you can't have a guy like a corner, it's a little bit more unique for him to be, you know, slated as your one guy. It's easy to just throw another quarterback up there. Edge guy, like you said, that's a little more commonplace, but Um, You know, personally for me, and this maybe is a little biased because I'm closer to him, uh, I really like Evan Stewart, which I know is maybe, you know, a little bit of the easy pick, but because I watch more Dallas-Fort Worth football, because it's in my backyard, um, the plays I've just seen Evan make both on the 7-on-7 circuit and pads, the weekly highlights you see on Twitter, um, he's just a special talent. And for me, you know, I've been watching this stuff for a long time, but I've really only been, you know, covering it from a recruiting perspective for a couple years now. But, uh, you know, he's to me, a generational type talent, the twitchiness, the athleticness that he can bring to the table. Um, And I just think that the the playmaking ability he has, yes, I mean, Denver has that too, but Evan to me is just really, really special. And I also think he's a really smart, like cerebral player. So um, there's just something there that he just catches my eye. And so for I think that class, um, that's probably my pick. But, again, that's a little biased because I I get to see him more than I get to see a guy like Denver in person. Uh, You know, I can talk to Evan if I want. I can't get a hold of Denver like that. So it's a little (laughs) different, you know. Um, I'm not sure anybody can really get a hold of Denver at times. But, you know, obviously a really special talent. He's just a little bit out of my scope just because he's not in my backyard as much. So.
3: Well, I mean, I think an argument could be made for a guy like Harold Perkins, right? Like, I think that yep. if you're um, looking at a guy who brings certain intangibles to the table, speed, aggressiveness, and mm-hmm. downhill ability, Harold Perkins is one of those guys who has a special skill set that um, is unique, you know, and, and he really jumps out at you on tape. If he was a little bit heavier, I think, uh he, he would even be at, at the top of even more boards. Everybody has him rated, you know, in that that five-star-ish type of range. But, I mean, you you can just look down the list. And a guy who has caught my eye certainly jumped out of the gates with a strong freshman season, sophomore season, junior year, and has been playing really good so far this season, in my opinion, is uh, Cam Dewberry. You know, he, yes. he's number 13 in the DCTF Hot 100 right now. And he just seems to me like a player on the rise in some respects. You know, they had that big win over Allen, and he just passes the eyeball test. You know, so I think that there's some arguments out there. It's like we talked about. It's just a, it's just a unique year, and I think that we could reflect back on these rankings um, over time and say it'll be fun to say this is the ones we got right and this is the ones we got wrong, and I think there will sure. be a, a wider variance with this yeah. class. And Cam's a guy I would like to get eyes
4: on in person at some point. I, I never think it's fair for some for, you know, for at least me to make a judgment until I see someone in person. I just think that adds a different perspective to it. Uh so I know Atasca has been up here twice and I was not in either game, but um yeah that's a guy in the playoffs. I know it'll be later in his his cycle will be wrapping up by that point. But I would like just to see him in person. Um you know, I've, I've heard all sorts of ideas of what he could be at the next level. And it sounds like Oklahoma's uh, O.V. form this past week was really impressive on his part. So uh, I'm a Texas guy. I would like to see him in Austin maybe eventually, but I don't know if that ends up happening. But uh, obviously a really special talent. And just because you mentioned him, that is a guy I'd like to see in person myself.
3: It's inter- It's really interesting, too, because, you know, he is one of those guys who could slide inside – out, I think. You know, I think early on in his college career, like Kenyon Kenyon Green, who played at Texas A&M, he's a guy who starts on the inside but as he grows and develops and matures in uh, a college program that he could end up, you know, popping out and playing some tackle uh, as he gains experience. You know, we'll see how it all works out. The 2022 class, you know, just as intriguing to me. I've got three guys at the top of my board right now. I've made no bones about who those three guys are. And it's DJ Hicks, Anthony Hill, and Jalen Hill. Those are the three guys who I've pegged early. And there's certainly some sleepers who are starting to emerge. And, and these guys, by, by and large, have all the major offers. So sometimes it's not fair whenever every college in, in the entire country is calling your name and uh, extending you scholarship offers. Those guys kind of rise to the top sometimes. Uh, is there anybody else out there besides those three that you've seen that you were like, wow, man, we should take note of this guy.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, those are three really impressive names that, you know, throw out there on the top and you know, Anthony to me uh, has really grown into a favorite. Um, he's probably the most sure tackler I've ever seen, at least covering from the recruiting perspective. And I was trying to think of just all the guys I've seen over the years, chasing this stuff uh, with my dad growing up and, and all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He he's tough to top. So, other names in that class that stick out. Um, I'm just trying to think of impressive guys I've seen in the 23 class that I've seen this year. What about
3: what about the black unicorn, Ruben Owens? Man, he's certainly a yeah. guy who grabs a lot of headlines.
4: Yeah. So Ruben's a guy I'd love to see in person, but obviously really blowing up uh, right now. And he's actually a guy that uh, good friend Mike West, uh, who's a guy down in Houston. Uh, put all of us on when he was a freshman or maybe an eighth grader and obviously the nickname stood out a lot but um you know he's in a run heavy offense down there at El Campo so he's got plenty of opportunities to shine and in the last couple weeks has put up uh some really gaudy numbers um and obviously another guy that just really curious to see how his recruitment you know winds up I think he could end up in Austin, but uh, you know, it sounds like Georgia was impressive to him, and he's got a really good relationship with Arch Manning. So there's a couple guys. It's, it's Ruben, Jonte Cook's another guy, um, and then you know, Arch, who's not in Texas. But that whole recruitment, seeing where those guys end up, it seems like they end up maybe together. Uh, but it's you know, fun just to watch those guys' recruitment at the top and kind of see where they end up. Uh, but Jonte would actually be another guy that I like a lot
3: to wrap this up. You were at the big uh, Duncanville-DeSoto game. I got a chance to see DeSoto earlier. You mentioned John T. Cook, and we all know about the great Duncanville seniors on that team. They've got a loaded class this year, a couple of big-time offensive linemen and Cam Williams and Jalen Early. Uh, they got a Maury Abor on the defensive side of the football. But a couple of young guys jumped out to you. Who were those guys, and who should these fans that are listening to this podcast take note of because they're going to be these next big-time dudes.
4: Yeah, so one of them actually uh, got a big offer from Texas today uh, in Colin Simmons. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm a little behind on some of this stuff with some of the younger guys because uh, I had some health issues in the offseason, so I'm slowly kind of catching up with that the last couple weeks.
3: You don't give yourself enough credit, man. You're out there seeing top guys all the time.
4: Right. So, uh, you know, Colin popped up because he gave me a follow on Twitter a couple weeks ago. So I'm like, you know, okay, Duncanville, who is this guy? Um, talked to our good buddy, Mike Broach. He's like, he's a dude, you know, go watch his huddle. And so it's, you know, I think it's all JV film um, at this point a couple of weeks ago because he had no real varsity experience yet. At any other school, that kid's probably starting on varsity last year. His JV film was uh, violent. As sure of a tackler as you'll see at that level. I mean, just totally dominating, uh, super twitchy off the edge. So I'm like, I wonder how that's going to, you know, progress onto the varsity level. Well, uh, you know, last Friday was, uh, you know, Amari Bohr was out. So it was kind of his stage to really take off and be the guy. Um, and, he, and he did just that. He's a dude. Um, he probably had the most impressive night. And that's that's saying something with the amount of guys that were on the field. Uh, forced, I think, two. No, he, he forced two fumbles, I believe, recovered one. Wow. Um, had a sack or two, deflected the pass, just super active up front and disruptive. Um, and so he picked up the Texas offer today. Texas coaches were in the building um, on Friday, so they obviously took notice of him. Uh, so he's probably the next big guy up front in the front seven for Duncanville, which is saying something because that's uh, you know, a front seven that's produced a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and then another name that stood out, and it's actually a name I've known since he was in middle school, is DeCorean Moore, uh, who's a receiver um, athlete over at Duncanville, He's already getting, you know, his fair share of snaps at the varsity level as a freshman, um, and, and actually made a couple plays or two downfield and showed flashes of what his potential could be. He's actually even uh, a little bit of a threat on special teams already at this point. So, you know, he's just a guy that is ahead of his age, and I've seen a couple guys like that this year. Um, and to me, that's fun—is when you find those younger guys who are kind of uh, the guys are going to bloom into something down the road, hopefully. So, uh, those are two names that. Um, I think will take off eventually and, and people should know if they don't know who they are at this point.
3: That's why we go to the games, right? You know, those are the right. guys that we're hoping to discover whenever we go out there, the fun guys that you're able to, you know, even if you're not discovering them, you're the first one to see them, that you're able to see them early on in their their progression and see them develop as they, you know, go throughout their high school career. It's a lot of fun to then in turn watch them play on a college football field. I and mean, you can think of right. way back when when you saw them playing – uh, as a 14-year-old freshman, that dude was six-five when right. he was a freshman. You know, now look at him playing on the big stage, and, and it's a whole lot of fun. Well, guy, thanks for joining us this week. It was it was a, a blast having you on. We're going to do this more often. Uh, sure. One of the best follows on Twitter at Uncle Fraz Phrase. I don't know. You say, how you say it? Uh, follow him yeah. on, uh, <laughs> at Uncle, add Uncle Fraz on Twitter, and then you can follow uh, some of his fine work right here at DCTF, TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Thanks for coming on tonight.
4: Yeah. Hey, Greg. Thanks for always giving me the opportunity and the platform and uh, just, you know, always giving me a shot. I really
3: appreciate it. Time, yeah, man. You deserve it.
1: Thanks. Appreciate it. The real guy Frazier joining <laughs> us here on Texas Football today. Our good buddy.
2: Man of the people.
1: A man of the people. I haven't seen him in a minute.
0: I think you'll see him tomorrow.
1: Is he going to be in Longview? Or, I'm sorry, in, in Mesquite? Yep. Awesome. According to Step. Hi, guy. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Uh, so there he is. Appreciate his insights and appreciate his help. Uh, covering recruiting for Dave Campbell's Texas Football at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. Pickle. One more thing to do today. We're going to talk about the Parker University game-winning decision of the week, brought to you by the Parker University Sports and Performance Clinic. Uh, they want to spotlight some of the decision, some of the good decisions, the game-winning decisions that players are making across the state of Texas, and we get a big one this week. <laughs> Kyron Henderson from Dallas Kimball turning it upfield, turning a short screen pass into a game-winning touchdown for Dallas Kimball. Kyron Henderson of Dallas Kimball It's our game-winning decision of the week brought to you by Parker University and the Parker University Sports and Performance Clinic. Congratulations to him. An outstanding decision by him to bring uh, Dallas Kimball a big win last week. Uh, And for more information, visit parker.edu. Congratulations again to Dallas Kimball's Kyron Henderson, our recipient of this week's game-winning decision of the week brought to you by Parker University and the Parker University Sports and Performance Clinic. And now let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts.
0: Um, so there was a specific question given earlier in the show for Final Thoughts, and it was from one very own Matt Stepp. He said... One P or twos? Uh, two Ps. Okay. Yeah. Your good buddy. Your good friend. Your pal. Oh, oh, Matt Stepp! Mm-hmm. Matthew. Oh. Sorry, I, I should have <sighs> said that.
1: I thought she said Matt Steff,
0: and uh-huh. I was like, I don't know him, Matt Steff. I don't Steph. know Matt Steff. <laughs> Well, Matt step double P there. Um, my birthday is on Thanksgiving this year. Can mm-hmm. you ask Tepper, how does he feel about a birthday slash Thanksgiving combo platter? That's also How Luke's do birthday. I feel about that?
1: <laughs> so I had a Thanksgiving themed birthday party this weekend, or this, not this weekend, uh, this year, <laughs> a couple months ago. I had a Thanksgiving themed birthday. It was the best, maybe the best birthday I've ever had. It was awesome okay we got a turkey we we made it a potluck everybody brought a little something we all had tons of food it was great and that was in and that june that was in june so that was in june yeah. um the the real the real crime in our society today is that we believe that thanksgiving food is only for one day a year guys that food slaps year round
0: yeah but it's and also treat so yourself, special
1: treat yourself to some green bean casserole this weekend just yeah. make it Because it's great. Go get a turkey. Turkey's cheaper now than it is in November, right? Because the capitalists want to make a buck off you, right? (laughs) Take back the keys to the factory. What I'm saying is let's go and celebrate Thanksgiving year-round. And if your birthday happens to fall on Thanksgiving, embrace it. Because you have the best day of the year as your birthday.
0: You know what stinks about that, though? It's like... No, it's like people that have a birthday in, I mean, you could say December, which your kid has a birthday in December, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it kind of stinks because then like, especially if you have your birthday, like on Christmas, it's two, it should be two great days of celebration that you're forced to celebrate in one. And that kind of stinks for people. My
1: mom's birthday is December 15th, which that's tough. That's real mm-hmm. tough, right? I've always thought that. And because and, and everybody wants to give you the combo gift. Yeah. Right. That's no fair. That's, that's, that's no fair. But it does feel like if your birthday is on like June 25th, or I'm sorry, not June 20th, December 25th, it's like, well, it, you're always going to have like the second most important birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're always you're always fighting for second place, right? Yeah. On December 25th, uh, so for uh, like my birthday is June 26th. My birthday is June 26th. That was also the day that uh, the Supreme Court uh, legalized gay marriage, and so like. All of my gay friends love my birthday. Yeah. It's like the, it's like their favorite birthday. day. I'm like, yeah, awesome, guys. Like, let's all celebrate everything. Yeah, like, let's gotta, celebrate
2: Thanksgiving on this I'll, day.
1: Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll glom onto it, too. Like, it's great. Yeah, uh, we'll I don't know. I think, I think that if something awesome happens on your birthday, embrace it. Don't run from it.
2: You know what I mean? That's well, fair. my birthday is July 31st, which is the usually the trade deadline. And I'm like... <laughs>
1: I'm let the down. Baseball trade. I'm, let, I'm down let down every, every year. year. Yeah, like, every year. Like the Reds are never trading for. Like and the lead up Aaron to it,
2: Judge. You always have the lead up to it, right? Like that last week, you're like reading all the rumors. You're like, buddy, this is going to be the year. Buddy, the Reds gonna, are going to
1: go all in. They're going to trade for Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, it's you know going mean? to be great.
2: Yeah. Never, exactly. yeah. two, never
0: great. Two things, real fast. My mom's birthday is February 11th, so it's right by Valentine's Day. Mm. So my dad's kind of like good because so, you got Christmas birthday Valentine's Day boom 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 my wife's
1: birthday is February 17th exactly so yeah I run the gift gauntlet and it used to be that our dating anniversary was in early March Mm -hmm. so you're talking Valentine's birthday Birthday. do you have to separate those out or do you try to make it a one big celebration I can't do that that's that's not that's not gonna fly because my wife's favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. She okay. loves Valentine's Day. That was okay. a smart play by her. Smart so I got, play I got, so I, got a, I got a really so It's
0: February big I gotta
1: work I gotta wor- got
0: work. Pocket money. I gotta work,
1: right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> um Step put in the comments birthday on December twenty fifth is like being a four A D two team.
1: It really is. Yeah, you're up against Carthage. you're gonna run into you're gonna you run, run into, into Carthage garbage. at some point. You're gonna run into the Lord Carthage our Lord and, and Gen- Savior.
0: Yeah, baby Jesus. At some day, point like- at some
1: point you know, like, yeah, you won the semifinal. That's awesome. Now you gotta face our Lord and Savior. Savior. You know what I mean? That's tough. That's Carthage
0: tough. is baby Jesus. Or the Jesus. Lord of the Rings, so to speak. Yeah, oh God, that's an ender. This is why we keep him around. <laughs>
1: Boy, howdy. Uh, that's quite a, okay.
0: That's it. I've got nothing else. <laughs> good to do for
1: else. us. Thanks for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Hey, Powers, thanks. Let's do it again next week. Thanks to Guy Frazier for being our guest for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young. Please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for the 1,246th episode Seventh. spectacular. Seventh episode spectacular <laughs> of Texas football today.